Greetings to our wonderful listeners. Launchpad is back to educate and ideate with another interesting episode. Today, we'll be bringing into the spotlight a very common neurodevelopmental disorder that is mostly seen in children but sometimes also diagnosed in adults. Yes, that's right. We are going to be discussing about ADHD, also known as attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Let me introduce our speaker, Mr. Nipun Bhatia. He is a 22-year college student who is doing an integrated BTEC and MBA course in NMIMS, Mumbai. He was diagnosed with ADHD combined type last year. He is passionate about learning new things, exploring new perspectives, and is actively designing his life around his ADHD. Welcome, Nipun. Thank you so much, Nipun, for joining us. Hi, Harshini. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for giving me the platform to speak. Could you please give us a short introduction on what is ADHD? As you already uh, told everyone, ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. But uh, it is actually a misnomer. It it is trouble regulating it. And uh, like most people actually have multiple perspectives on ADHD who might have heard it here and there or or in the media or anything. So the it ADHD actually has multiple perspectives. Like it consists of emotional dysfunction, executive dysfunction, and it consists of hyperactivity if the person is the hyperactive type. And uh, mm-hmm. it is it is actually a, essentially a different kind of wiring in the brain. Like, uh, and it also consists of uh, of different hormonal imbalances in the brain, like dopamine and uh, neuroperiphery. So, uh, what will be the characteristics of a person or a child affected with ADHD? Like, do they prefer to be around people? Are they extroverts or like are they introverts or like? Uh, do they like to keep themselves? Do they do well in crowds? Like, could you please uh, brief us on about the, what are the characteristics of this, these type of, of uh, children? Of course, of course, of course. So, uh, first of all, it depends on uh, where the, po- see, introversion and extroversion is actually how the person gets their stimulation. And stimulation is quite the important topic for ADHDs, of course. So, uh, typically, um, ADHDs can be introverts or extroverts depending on how they kind of receive that stimulation. So mm-hmm. if they, uh, but m- most of most often, uh, many people with ADHD they also have an anxiety disorder on the side. Like if they have the, so the social anxiety disorder, or if or mm-hmm. if they have depression, which is quite the high chance if you look at the statistics, then then people with ADHD they would keep to themselves and uh, mm. in their own inner world especially when okay. uh, mental health issues are much frowned, uh, frowned upon in society and not taken seriously uh-huh. so, yes yeah that's true so uh, Nipun since uh, you are affected with ADHD how is your character like are you an extrovert are you an introvert do you like people do you like crowds <laughs> yeah so I am an ambivert actually so I guess I have the best of both worlds so uh-huh. yeah, it is like it is like uh, sometimes uh, when when I am with my friends and uh, sometimes I am in the mood of uh, meeting new people and uh, mm-hmm. but then I will need the energy I will need to recharge at the end of the day after I have met many people I will have to you know watch a Netflix show or two <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah I I am an ambivert that way okay.
next i would like to ask a very common question that runs on everyone's mind yes how do we differentiate between a child who is like normally hyperactive and a child who might have adhd because commonly parents disregard symptoms and like you know he'll grow out of it and this is the age where they do all these things like parents just tend to disregard even teachers tend to disregard so uh, which actually might cause a you know a developmental lag so how do we differentiate between these two children okay so uh, when talking about children first of all i'd, I'd like to say that uh, there are three types of adhd and this is this is important to know because uh, not all adhds they display hyperactivity so the first type mm-hmm. is uh, the hyperact adhd uh, hyperactive impulsive the second type is type is uh, adhd pi that is primarily inattentive and the third type is the combined type that combines like both worlds so uh, about about the hyperactivity part so hyperactivity has been a hype topic when we talk about adhd because it is one of the visible symptoms of adhd and uh, you know uh, mental health disorders like these they normally don't have uh, anything that is physically visible that is quite problem problematic about it but it, yeah the hyperactive part is the one which people can actually see people can, can see adhds as troublemakers and uh, hmm. you know, they interrupt the class and they have all this extra nervous energy this all this energy not not really able to being not really able to spend it being distracted by mm-hmm. it so of course and it can be inner hyperactivity as well so mm-hmm. uh, if you if you, the differentiation between a child who is uh, as you said usually hyperactive versus a child whose hyperactivity is due to adhd that differentiation cannot be done on the basis of this hyperactivity but on the basis of the other symptoms like uh, like how how well they are able to regulate their focus their attention and uh, mm. how much do they procrastinate uh, in my opinion mm. it, it is a combination of uh, multiple symptoms how well do they handle emotions how do they ha- handle rejection i mean this is the kind of thing that cannot be seen unless you know it, it is looked at with this perspective like it yeah must, so it must be directed actively and mostly oh. because uh, since children are not able to express themselves properly then of mm. course a good uh, a good psychologist or a psychiatrist will be needed for uh, the diagnosis so that uh, that is my view on that yeah, yeah so um sense considering uh, like when i was in primary school i was acquainted with many uh, fellow students who were like uh, super energetic they would like and uh, never settle in their seats and all of that so uh, yeah. it's actually a pretty common characteristic in children in general so yeah that makes sense that only hyperactivity cannot point out anything like this yes yes so as this is a misconception so have you ever had to face any such misconceptions in your own personal life uh, considering you've been uh, dealing with adhd for quite a long time oh of course of course the first misconception as we already have talked about that is the hyperactive part like uh, that the, 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 first of all there is a basic misconception in the community that uh, you know uh, adhd does not last into adulthood it wears off that is what people believe whereas mm-hmm. i would like to say that uh, the only the hyperactive part of things which is visible 
that is the part that mm-hmm. wears off when that is the part that can wear off when when a person goes towards adulthood and uh, it, it mostly people uh, it translates into inner hyperactivity as well like even it is not possible that uh, you know hyperactivity can uh, must be external it can be internal as well uh, which is most most commonly the case in women as well and uh, it is the reason that uh, uh, many doctors do not diagnose women so there's that hmm. and one more thing like when people see one case of adhd then they and then they see another so they try hmm. relating and they try uh, finding commonalities between the two cases and they might find very less commonality so pe- what people really need to know is that ev- every adhd and every adhd is different every case is different because the circumstances that surround us the privileges we have there are a lot of factors mm-hmm. which uh, go into the development of a child like if the child is diagnosed early or you know if they are diagnosed in their, in their 30s in their 40s and uh, and if you if you are a woman if you are a person of color then mm-hmm. many of these factors they play a huge role in the, yeah. in the development of the person and uh, if they have the support of uh, their parents from the beginning or not so all these issue, issues can convert into uh, quite uh, different persons on the outside whereas on the inside they might have the common characteristics which we call adhd so mm. that is the misconception people have you know that the, is so true yes the the, the image of uh, when we think about adhd the people who know about it a little they think about uh, small boys you know just uh, bouncing around <laughs> just like they have had, <laughs> just like they had this sugar rush recently so that is what comes to mind but no uh, that is not essentially true it can be that uh, that kid who is sitting silently in the corner because that can be adhd uh, primarily in inattentive type so yes uh, that th- these are the misconceptions which are uh, you know particularly harmful to our community hmm. this is what we notice in like most of the uh, disorders that we study in our daily life like misconceptions more than the uh, disorder itself i think the misconception causes more of a problem so to avoid any misconception and uh, to delay in the treatment we must you know find ways to diagnose it sooner so that we can help the child adjust the way he or she does otherwise it might create a developmental lag in the child right of course yeah yeah so um, tell me this nipun uh, how can parents or teachers teachers mainly because since the child spends most of the day in school so how do you think teachers can you know find some common symptoms and like have a doubt like maybe maybe this child might need extra help and maybe this child has adhd and uh, so that they can take the necessary steps towards treatment mm-hmm. so uh, could you brief us on that like how teachers yes. could do it yeah definitely so uh, you said teachers right so uh, you can okay so let's go to the classroom then so in the classroom when you uh, see a kid with adhd what would he look like i personally think that he would be sitting at the window and you know he'll be looking out at the football ground 
and you know this of course uh, distracted by the surroundings and uh, see many adhgos they have no problem uh, you know answering answering out in the class in the subjects that they are interested in and uh, the subjects that stimulate them in the in the childhood like personally i was very fascinated by science so uh, i used to perform very well in science at first because technology was not present to you know stimulate us then so science was where i found my stimulation so uh, that was a quite an quite an interest for me but still i wasn't able to you know just apply the knowledge and get the marks needed so th- this is a very common comment by uh, teachers on uh, adhg students that we have heard in our community that the child is not able to apply himself and he is amazing mm-hmm. he is smart but he is not able to apply himself or herself oh, sorry yeah so that could be a thing uh, the teacher can uh, you know notice if the child zones out too often if it seems that uh, the child is uh, the child doesn't care about the work you know mm-hmm. that could be like a combination of these things of course and uh, as I, as we have already discussed about the hyperactivity if the child is uh, uh you know frequently in- interrupting the class and uh, being naughty or has anger issues so of course mm-hmm. these, and uh, of course uh, the in children there is this uh, common thing with the adhd children that is oppositional defiant disorder as well which is that uh, these children are defiant they have anger issues and they don't uh, you know want to agree with or listen to uh, their uh, the people who are trying to you know teach them or understand them so mm-hmm. your thing like even mildly educating yourself about adhd i think that these basic things could be seen and uh, the teacher can at least recommend the parents uh, to yeah to uh, like a, uh, to get the child checked by a psychologist to maybe to make it, maybe give a quiz online that could very accurately uh, tell the parents that uh, you know this is the particular problem yeah that is a very important because uh, teachers in school uh, play a huge role in the development of a child and uh, if they were able to help even in a small way it is it will be really amazing in the it will make an amazing difference in the child's life oh yes definitely yeah so uh, nipun i would like to ask you that what was your moment of realization and uh, what are the things that led up to it like the moment you realized that uh, the way you feel is not the way everyone feels and something in you is different oh <laughs> that is a good question actually and uh, i have an amazing story to back that up <laughs> so uh, it i I was a fan of uh, Percy Jackson you have you heard of that series Percy Jackson of course yeah so I love I, it <laughs> so yeah, I was a huge fan of that series and uh, I used to read it in 6th class way up to like 11th 12th uh, he used to release many new books and uh, so the, getting to the point here is that the main character there which is Percy and actually the other uh, the other children in the camp they all have adhd and it kind of you know helps them fight actually <laughs> in the battlefield mm. so i won't be you know getting deep into that concept but you know i was really fascinated by this uh, by adhd of course 
so one day i was you know rereading the books for the third time <laughs> so because i really loved them so uh, <laughs> so uh, that one fine day i uh, th- see uh, the thing with the adhd is the hyperfixations as well so we t- tend to get hyperfixated on the littlest of things like we won't quit learning uh, them if we it is not exactly in our control to be honest and that can be counterproductive but yeah Uh, so i kind of got uh, hyper fixated on adhd at that point like i just wanted to know that what is this thing and i just i just searched and i just looked it up and i watched videos on it and i don't know it, if it was luck or destiny like uh, so i kind of started relating to it but uh, you know for a guy in 11th standard it was a uh, it was quite di- quite difficult for me to accept that i might have it but somewhere inside i knew yes, yes uh, that yes it could be the case but uh, for at the at the moment i did not you know take action on it i took mm. action like around uh, like 3 to 4 years later in college do you think that time lag has played any difference in the way you are treated or uh, in your treatment or uh, do you think like uh, if i would have gotten it treated in like the 11th standard itself it would have been more better or what is the treatment difference between how you would have suppose if you would have gotten it in uh, your 11th standard oh, yeah. yeah according to that like what what will be the treatment difference between mm. that and how you are getting it now hmm. i get i get what you're saying so yeah i think that uh, see the treatment would have basically been the same but uh, the uh, i actually i am in the fourth year of my degree so the pressure on me now is quite much and i just got diagnosed last year so when i got mm. diagnosed and uh, started medication and started getting the help i needed online etc etc it is it was a very uh, stressful time for me personally but if i had gotten diagnosed in the 11th uh, in the 11th standard then yeah. i think uh, i actually uh, got uh, i actually uh, dropped a year in between my college the second year of my college i uh, i wasn't able to pass that so personally i think that uh, mm. if if i would have would have gotten uh, properly diagnosed although it would have been very difficult to convince convince my parents at that time because i was a kid and uh, it is difficult to you know take a kid that seriously but uh, if if mm. if i would have, if i would have gotten diagnosed then of course i think i would be i would have made much more progress with my knowledge on adhd because uh, i already know very much about adhd because and uh, it has been just like 6 months i guess since uh, i got diagnosed and uh, like i, I have in these 6 months i have researched a lot i have gotten to know about it a lot and this is of, of course a continuous continuous learning process and i wonder what would i have done in these 5 in these 4 uh, years that i did hmm. not get diagnosed so of course uh, i would say that uh, to anyone listening to this episode that if you do, if you even have a shred of a doubt then go get that quiz done uh, like uh, for your whoever it is it could be a friend of yours it could be uh, your child and it could be a brother or hmm. sister so please get that if there is adhd then please get that diagnosis as early as possible and uh, start getting help on it as early as possible because the later on people uh, get the help uh, then the beliefs the beliefs in place that society has placed on you and uh, yeah many other things they they would have played their role by then yeah 
I hope everyone listening to this podcast please understand the various faces towards attention deficit hyperactive disorder please understand the difference and uh, when the child needs help because uh, sometimes it's okay as nipun said it's okay to have doubts uh, because your doubts could help in the maybe in the right diagnosis and it will pave the right path for the development of the child and uh, he might he or she might be able to do really well coping with adhd so um nipun what are since are uh, you focused more on the characteristics of uh, development uh, of adhd yeah. and uh, you brought into light various um, unique small small unique factors that is different in an adhd person so mm-hmm. because they are like hyper fixated they have high creativity and you know all the all, all those create all those characteristics what are some of the strategies that you use in your daily life to cope with those urges that you get okay so uh, see the thing with distractions actually i would call uh, so distraction can be internal and external as well people fail to understand that so uh, people try to follow the basic strategy that you know just removing the external factors is going to work they think that uh just uh, keeping away the phone or uh, decluttering the room by the way uh, i mean i'm not saying that these strategies are uh, useless but they in it they in themselves are not enough you know doing a brain declutter is very important so first of all if i have to uh, do any kind of work then uh, i have to declutter my brain then uh, it consists of this small exercise of uh, you know just writing down whatever is on my mind whatever i'm thinking you know just letting it out and uh, it might not it might be emotional it might not be it might be ideas it might be anything like i don't think you'll ever find an adhd mind that's quiet it is always mm. it is always saying something so you know whatever it is saying just writing it down so, uh, so that you have taken an action on it so i guess the all that uh, that becomes better next uh, uh, i spend a little time you know setting an intent so that is basically a, a small exercise as well you know thinking about doing the task from starting to the end imagining how much time it is going to take because even time blindness is a huge problem with us for uh, doing tasks so i don't always get this right of course and there are many different combinations but but finally yeah you you have to just sit down and set the intent and uh, next i use tools i use multiple tools like i uh, as i said blocking the distractions so of course that is important so uh, i uh, block the apps on my phone uh, using using the focus modes on my samsung phone actually then mm-hmm. I, uh, i block out the sites of uh, on on google chrome and the apps on my laptop using uh, this thing called uh, this chrome extension called cold turkey it is really effective i would recommend it to any adhd or listening and uh, next i use this amazing tool known as focus mate so mm. is actually kind of a technique uh, uses a technique called body doubling it pairs you up with someone uh, doing their work alongside you so that kind of acts as a reminder as a constant reminder of your work and uh, since we have uh, we are, we kind of have uh, adhds have uh, weak working memory then uh, this uh, focus mate actually kind of becomes very useful there 
and it has really helped mm-hmm. me in my recent exams as well so i would say uh, that uh, this is what i do and uh, of course there are days that uh, all of even all of this might not work even with my medication and uh, so mm. the best uh, thing that i do is uh, cut myself some slack because uh, mm. i i think that is important in, in the long run uh, you know there are go- are going to be failures so accepting that and uh, you know how we take those failures and and how you uh, use the experience that you have gained to you know develop a new strategy to study them like this is something that adigs might have to do like for years before they figure out the perfect combination to get their shit done to get their work done you sound uh, you have everything figured out for a person <laughs> who has been diagnosed in such a less time that's really amazing <laughs> uh, well uh, yeah i mean i do have a long way to go but uh, see luckily i have had you know some some nice groups some nice people with adhd and uh, they have had the experience so of course they have helped me out even i have helped out many people on my own and uh, that is what i plan to do in the future as well so yeah but i don't really have everything figured out of course uh that's but it that's is a really great learning process as i said it is a continuous learning process and that is what i believe that my life should be so yeah there's that that's great nipun that's great that's great nipun that's great um so i would like to go into a whole different perspective from what we were talking about uh children affected with like adhd uh, they have like various support systems like uh, parents schools teachers uh, they have various systems like that yeah. but uh, what about the adults you know who are expected to lead their own lives or like uh, create their own uh, paths for themselves so like what are and even you uh yeah. you, it might be expected from you also like since uh, you're an adult and uh, you might have some certain expectations that is put up on you so yes. um what is what are the effects of adhd on an adult and uh, how does it affect their professional life um so of course there are many uh, effects of adhd in the adult life as well because that is when you enter a new phase like i'm talking about the phase when uh, you kind of you know start doing uh, stuff on your own like when you st- uh, go uh, go li- go to live away from your parents and start living independently i then i think that is when uh, a hu- a different huge set of problems start because first of all it leads to a lack of structure like when you live with your parents then there is a schedule there is a structure in place but when you are living on your own then you don't have the structure when you are in college uh, the structure has to be set on your own and adhd brains they rely on structure a lot so which is why you must have heard of uh, ma- uh, many people uh, whose uh, adhd whose adhd kids they excel under tuitions but as soon as uh, the tuitions are removed so the the structure that they have and even school actually kind of provides a good structure to be honest i'm not saying it's perfect but you know it is something that uh, that a person has to do it is a routine that a, that a, it the adhd does have to repeat they do have to go to school and do the homework so yeah they are continue, continuously uh, doing something but in college there there is a hell lot of distraction and uh, 
the the structure i'm talking about i think uh, adig has lose out on that and if they don't mm-hmm. improve on the adig then it can be really harmful for their college life next uh, you talked about the professional uh, the work life of the person so yeah when talking about that i'll say that uh, adig has commonly miss deadlines and uh, they are late for up they are uh, late for the office and uh, it can seem that they are inconsiderate towards their work they might get bored of the work that they are doing moreover i mean it is a huge problem with jobs that the value of a job increases when you are experienced in it so the more the experience you have in your job the more your value is but this this kind of experience for adigs it can be painful for some it can be difficult for us to do the same work for years and if that is what leads to perfection and excellence then it is difficult for us to reach that level of perfection and excellence moreover there is a high chance that adigs are fired and and uh, mm. in, in adult life if you if you even look at the relationship <laughs> we are also more likely to be divorced so all of this adding up to uh, you know emotional dysregulation and uh, if you uh, and a, a whole the whole new set of problems that i mentioned so yeah it can become really difficult to manage Hmm. For people who don't want to go into a work setting, ah, uh, because it sounds like not everyone could cope up with it. So, for people who don't want to work in such a setting, is there any entrepreneur op- opportunities for them? Like because, ah, uh, as we discussed before, ADHD people have a whole number of talents that you know can help them achieve great heights. So, ah, uh, how do you think? from your perspective how do you think entrepreneurship will work for an adhd person okay first of all uh, i'll say that uh, talent uh, in relation to adhd um it is not that uh, uh, the talent is related to it it is just that we can use our existing uh, our uh, skills the skills that we learn and the particular talent that we might have uh, we can use that so uh, talking about the factor of entrepreneurship uh, then uh, yeah of course you know some people say that uh, on that uh, adhgers are very fit to be good entrepreneurs because entrepreneurship it provides uh, it is dynamic you know like running a business mm, yeah provides new opportunities it uh, there is a new landscape every moment you have new problems at hand every moment and it it can provide people the stimulation that they need to you know get along with their life to, for adhgs of course particularly but uh, uh, what i particularly feel about this is uh, the hell lot of problems that come along with adhd if you also look at the statistics of uh, how many of us have uh, you know general anxiety disorder and depression as well and uh, of course the shame and the stigma around adhd so there is a lot that a person has to cope with and before coping with it they must know they have it they most people mm. don't even have the awareness that they have adhd at this moment mm. this is not a thing that is actively uh, discussed in a way that is not stigmatizing so mm. of all the privilege of getting diagnosed because many groups like women and persons of color they don't even have the privilege of getting diagnosed because doctors don't diagnose women doctors don't diagnose people of color so 
there is there, that is the first privilege of course second the cost of i'll say you know treatment uh, i won't say treatment i'll say management okay mm. so the cost of managing adhd which is the whether it be the medication the therapy adhd coaching for uh, and uh, and the other cost that adhders might incur in in all these senses to get diagnosed to get the proper treatments then of course adhd mm. can have an advantage in entrepreneurship because mm-hmm. uh, people with adhd do th- i believe that they do think out of the box they are uh, creative in a different sense and uh, although i i i personally believe that i wouldn't be uh, you know speaking for uh, all types of adhdgs because people with adhd pi which is primarily inattentive they won't be i don't think they'll have that that much of an advantage in in this situation like because as people say that impulsivity and risk taking and ingenuity and that is a part of the uh, hyper, hyper, uh, the people who are adhd hyperactive impulses or combined so mm-hmm. so it would seem so it i i'm i'm just talking about the group of people who have these advantages and who are uh, who can leverage what they have to do something <laughs> but whatever but uh, in the end i think that uh, entrepreneurship and of course freelancing uh, is a good option nowadays which has opened up many avenues for us so uh, personally uh, even freelancing could be a good option for adhdgs mm. so it, you know we i understand that we still have a very long way to go in the aspect of uh, mental treatment and uh, mental disorders where uh, we still need a lot of uh, awareness about the common the common people should be uh, ready to accept it first of all and then yeah, you know increase their awareness about it and then um, it should i according to me i think it should be treated as equally important as any physical ailment that we go for um as you know we all know like even brain is also an organ so that is absolutely correct and uh, see that this is where our country uh, quite lags actually we uh, in in most western countries the teachers as you mentioned before they are the ones to inform parents about adhd and having having <laughs> having good doctors having the good having guidelines and uh, having supportive parents and having a supportive society and multiple accommodations for for adhdgs students for adhdgs in jobs all of this is straight away missing in our indian society so okay. here i i won't only be talking about adhd when i speak here i will be speaking for all all neurodivergent people people who are wired different also people with mental illnesses that this society has highly stig- is highly stigmatized for these people and uh, mm. and it can be really it can be tough and it can consist of a lot of shame for for people to come out to actually come out mm. as an adhd or 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 having any other disorder in this society like uh, many of my friends who have adhd they have had so much difficulty in, in getting a simple diagnosis it, and uh, mm. moreover getting uh, getting a prescription for the for stimulants and uh, a lot of stigma around uh, medication also and uh, like they also uh, their parents also are a huge contributing factor to all this of course mm. like of 
because it is difficult to accept and many parents he might even you know see some some ADHD characteristics in themselves which might make them very uncomfortable because mm. that doesn't mean they are normal and true they think it that is what is that is what normal is so it a lot of these factors they make it quite tough and people are not ready to give us the benefit of the doubt they'll always think the opposite way they'll always think that no you uh, maybe you don't have it or no they just uh, they don't give mental health the validation that it so desperately needs in the country i mean i hmm. really hope that this con- uh, that our country uh, india it is such a diverse country and uh, yeah it it really must move forward in this scenario now like it is high time that uh, we all start accepting neurodiversity and and uh, giving people like us the attention and the care we so desperately need that is so true i totally agree with you um because that's one of the most important things that uh, as a as a country that's developing that we could give to our people that's really great and uh, i think we are reaching near the conclusion uh, of our today's of today's session thank you nipun for uh, providing us with such a valuable uh, information and uh, i i so, think i learned a lot we learned a lot i think i hope that even the listeners will uh, have a great benefit from this of course yes and uh, if anyone uh, needs any any help any kind of help i'll be uh, linking my uh, email id and my instagram uh, down there so yeah sure i really want to thank our listeners also i'm thank you for always supporting us listening to us we are really grateful to you all thank you so much